Hello, this is Michael Todd from the Recording Library of West Texas. This is an interview that we're doing with IAAIS members. Mary Frances Evans, Executive Director of IRIS in Des Moines, Iowa, and Amy Hatter, Executive Director of Radio Eye in Lexington, Kentucky. Can we talk about other kinds of technologies, such as the different delivery methods that you are using in your service? What types of, how are your listeners accessing you? Well, first of all, um, I am honored and embarrassed to be the president of the IAAIS. We elect new leadership every couple of years. And then I want our friends on ACB radio to know we're still here reading services. We're still here for you. And we're here for the person who maybe doesn't have uh, Braille capabilities yet, or they're not good at traveling yet because they're 78 years old and they just had a macular degeneration blowout. The people who are listening on ACB radio, you guys are our core group. And oftentimes in most places, you're our closest friends and allies. We also serve a lot of people for whom blindness just happened a week ago and they're petrified. And one of the things that I wanted to say just real briefly before we talk about how we get to people is what we're getting to people. You can hear your local newspaper read by a computer. And lots of you listeners, I'm sure you access your information that way. One thing that reading services provide that computer generated voices cannot is companionship, a voice in the night, a personality, a visitor, a dog barking in the background since we've all been reading at home. We provide and we have provided and we will continue to provide a connection not only to the information, but just to other people and to the community. And at no time, I think, in the history of our industry has it been more vital than in this last year when so many of our listeners who were already isolated, they're, they're elderly, many are super seniors. In Iowa, certainly they're rural. Many of them live in facilities, and then they got locked down. So the isolation piece of this, we've never been more important than just providing that friendly voice from a human to our listeners. So first of all, I am incredibly proud of what we do, what all of our services have done, and especially how everybody, I hate the word pivot, but that's the word, everybody figured out how to keep pumping out this signal. Reading services are still here for you. And if you want to know if there's one in your area, you can go to iaais.org and there's a state-by-state listing. And um, if you haven't connected with your reading service, even if you don't need them, if you get your news and information in a different way, find out about them because they're really cool people and there are always ways to partner. Generally in Iowa, now I'll get back to your question, Michael, I apologize. um, Mary Frances, I, I love that you did that. So if we could pause on the delivery question so I can give Amy a chance to either respond to or add to what you said about reading services. and No, I just think what Mary said is right on the money. Kentucky, if you don't know, is one of the poorest states in the country. And there's a lot of people who don't have access to even slow internet. They don't even have dial-up. And there's places where if you have high speed and you pay for it, you don't always get it. Um, My staff member down in close to Hazard, Kentucky, her Wi-Fi has been spotty for a month and their bank internet has been down. So like even people who have access to the technology to let a computer read to them, they may not be able to, you know, get it without the internet. 
Um, we always do low and high tech wherever we serve. Uh, you know, we'll do phones and echoes, radios and podcasts. So, so I think that's something really important. So it sounds like just about every way to disseminate audio you guys are doing. Mary Francis, I'll I'll go back to you with the original question now with the different delivery methods that you guys use at Iris. We are, believe it or not, still using the traditional subcarrier audio radios. Those are these janky cheap radios that are custom built to the frequency. It's a hidden frequency. It's getting weaker by the day because commercial stations, as they receive permission to power up, we're often on a side channel of a, a public radio or commercial station. As they power up, it makes this uh, adjacent signal bump into the next one of a commercial station, or it makes our signal weaker. We travel on the on the side, like a river is fast and deep in the middle, and on the sides, it's not as fast and not as deep. And that's what radio reading radio signals are. So we still at Iris provide the radios at no cost to our listeners. The radio only gets us. And then also, and this has just really started since I came around, most reading services have podcasts. They have live streams. You're available on different disseminators like Spotify or YouTube. I know uh, St. Louis has a YouTube channel that carries their radio feed. Alexa, Google Home, the other thing I can't remember. But we are available anywhere audio is, just like you said, Michael. Where do you see, I think this is a good point to ask, where both of you guys see the future in audio information reading services? Amy? Well, I think at some point what we read is going to change. You know, um, I don't know about everyone, but we read about 50 different newspapers a week. And a lot of them are from very small areas. And every year we have to look and see, well, which one closed down? Or which one isn't long enough to fill a 30-minute program and we have to, you know, Frankenstein them together. But I don't think printed news will ever go away in our lifetimes. So we'll still exist. We'll still be reading. I think we'll, you know, we'll just keep up with technology, keep getting to where people are already getting their audio and keep reading whatever the printed news of the day is, wherever that happens to end up. Okay. Mary, how about you? What do you think? I mean, we, we average about 230 new requests for service every year. It did not slow down in the pandemic, and it, kicks, it ticks up just a little bit every single year. We had a board meeting a couple weeks ago, and I had made a graph of all the, the ages of our listeners, and 90-plus was the biggest part of the graph, and then the bars got smaller as people as the ages got younger. And one of my board members said, oh, my God, we're going to have to close because all our listeners are going to die off. Well, no, more will come as long as there's macular degeneration, retinitis pigmentosa, strokes. Right now, we're speaking to people with visual impairments and blindness, but we serve people who can't hold the paper uh, because of a thousand reasons or understand the paper because of cognitive difference, PTSD. So reading services are mostly about the blind, but not all about the blind, but I see as Amy said, the content and where we get it will probably evolve and needs to and kind of already does. I mean, we just talked about pandemic programming that we all did, but the need for what we do, I, I think the relationship with the IAAS and the American Council for the Blind is strong and valued and appreciated by us. We know who's listening. 
because of the uh, ACB chapters in various states. So I think we have to, you know, continue to always be pliant. I think the constant communication with the listeners that we serve uh, will always bring forth new opportunities for ways that we can serve our listeners and new listeners. And um, I think we're, I think I'm going to have a job for a while. Last question. How can we partner with ACB and ACB members? The ACB and radio reading services, you know, we have similar challenges. Number one, getting people to know we're here, the people that need us. I know that some eye doctors will tell people about consumer blindness organizations. But again, if you're not connected already, it's very hard to know about the very thing that you need so desperately in the ACB, the uh, ability to partner and share and learn and experience things together with other people who have a vision loss. If you don't know your reading service, give them a shout. For contact information and more about radio reading services, use the phone number 844-218-8430 or email iaaismember at gmail.com or the website iaais.org 